0: hi guys and welcome back to the all sports focus podcast uh we're back here with the post week 13 podcast and i'm here with ryan ryan say what's up what's up uh we're without Brady and gage again for the hundredth time don't know where the hell they are um gage is probably asleep like every other day and brady is who knows where so we're gonna be hopping in today to uh kind of getting back on the normalcy on like saturday saturday was kind of a rare one um doing takeaways uh, and then we're going to do some breaking news, takeaways kind of things. Then we're going to talk about uh, pretenders and contenders from each conference. And then we're going to talk about what coaches are on the hot seat. Then anything else that comes up while we're talking. So um, starting off with breaking news, um, at least today, uh, Von Miller had season ending ACL surgery. So he's done for the year. Uh, Baker Mayfield got claimed by the Rams. And there's a chance he could be playing tomorrow against the Raiders. Um, which is kind of crazy. And that's all I really got for breaking news so far right now. I mean, nothing else really crazy is having, So,
1: yeah, I mean, nothing, nothing overly wild, I guess. More so that Andrew Luck finally broke the silence and why he, like, so abruptly left football and everything. So, if you got nothing else to read, go read his, uh, his little op ed thing on why he walked away from football.
0: All right. Um, and then my takeaways I have Cincinnati has finally caught stride. Uh, watch out for them in the playoffs. That offense is scary when it has Jamar Chase in it. And if that was that good without Joe Mixon, Jesus, that that's scary. Um, and then if the Titans I said if the Titans weren't in the AFC South, they would not make the playoffs. They that, that was ugly against the Eagles. I not at all. It's on it they they're bad. I mean, when you have the Jags, Colts, and Texans in your division, I think anybody damn near could win that. Um, so, and then I have, just, I'm still not sold on the Vikings. I'll get that to that later in the, in the, in the pretenders, but um, yeah. And then I, my last takeaway was the Ravens are not winning the AFC North, especially with the injury to Lamar. There's no chance with how good the Bengals are playing and they're tied right now, but the Ravens have the head-to-head, but they play each other one more time, I, I just think the Bengals are going to take that. So, Ryan, what are your takeaways? I
1: think biggest, first off, um, time back to Saturday, I said that the Bills were going to end up the one seed, and mm-hmm. Chiefs, their biggest vulnerability is to big-arm like quarterbacks who can throw it downfield, and you know, with the exception of the Colts loss, which is just a total fluke, the only teams they've lost to or been put on the ropes by have been basically the Bengals and Bills. Yep. Um, with Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. And I think that's going to be what you continue to see is that the Chiefs' secondary just cannot hold up. And they were not getting any pressure on Burrow, even with a half hearted offensive line in front of him at Cincy. So I think all. I don't,
0: the- I, don't, I don't. I don't. I actually. I don't agree with their offensive line is. Real, been really good the last it, um, five weeks. Back
1: from injuries, like and stuff, they finally short up the offensive line. But mm-hmm. I mean it's by no means the best in the league or anything. Oh no. Um, I mean it's top it's top
0: ten, top fifteen though.
1: And I think now like the other big takeaway is if the Bills can the Bills sit in the driver's seat and if they play this right, all roads to the Super Bowl lead through Buffalo. Yeah, I Where it's become I very tough out, I think, to go into Buffalo in mid January and win games.
0: Um, they've got a, they don't not, they don't have an easy schedule though, that's for sure. No, but Jets, Jets, Dolphins, Bears, Bengals, Pats. I mean
1: But I mean you look at okay, the Jets. They should not have lost from the first time. The Jets were another they're a pretender team in my eyes that Mike White should not beat Josh Allen and the Bills. Mm. Mac Jones and the and the Patriots should not. I mean the Bills had gone what twenty-seven possessions before this last game without punting against the the Patriots. So um Bears Justin Fields. He doesn't have the weapons around him right now. I mean, really, the only. He's cool, a
0: freaking stud, though. I don't care I mean, what anybody he's, says. He's
1: performing for having nothing around him, absolutely. But I'm I don't think so that with good. no weapons, he's going to be able to get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, really, then it comes down to that Bengals game. And you figure. That, that, that Bengals game,
0: with the way. Uh, I'm trying. Sorry, I'm trying to find the Bengals schedule. I know they play the Browns this week. They play the Browns, Bucks, Pats, Bills, Ravens. If things happen the way like they they should, and, I mean, man, let me tell you, the Chiefs kind of screwed themselves losing to the two teams that are right up there that they're going to be battling for that one seed. Um, I honestly, I'm saying this right now, that Week 17 game could literally be whoever wins gets the one seed. Yeah, I think so. Because, I mean, the Chiefs are going to win out. I mean, listen to the Chiefs schedule. They played the Broncos, the Texans, the Seahawks. The Broncos and the Raiders.
1: The only ones I could see maybe is Seahawks. The
0: Raiders and the Seahawks.
1: The Raiders and the Seahawks is exactly what I was gonna say. I could see one of those two potentially just the Chiefs get slipped up and
0: I could I I honestly I don't even I don't even see the Seahawks. I mean struggling with a Rams team that literally is injured and just done.
1: And The Seahawks is they've played to their competition. When they play bad teams, they don't play well. When they play good teams, like that Giants game, they played yeah. out of their minds. That was the
0: best game they've played all year, and I'll live by that.
1: <laughs> so I think that they give them a run, and I think the Raiders – the Raiders are not as bad as their record says. Like I think McDaniels has just struggled as a first-year
0: coach, but – He's really settled in. He's really unlocked that offense, especially yeah, they're, without
1: they're performing that, that
0: offense, the way it's performing right now. And especially when they don't have their number two wide receiver in Renfro. And then there's Darren Waller, who's easily a top five tight end when healthy. <laughs> I mean, that offense can go to the next when I was seeing rumors. Sorry, I completely cut off your takeaways. My bad. But um, when I was seeing rumors that, oh, the Raiders are going to trade Derek Carr. Maybe if they would have gone like three wins, like if they would've absolutely shit the bed the rest of the year. But the way they've been playing and I mean I'm trying God, and I'm trying to find who they played this week. Um Oh yeah, they played the Rams on Thursday night football. I mean, that's a very winnable game and you're at six and seven, I think they are. Yeah, you're at six and seven and with the AFC is with the AFC it is right now, like that seventh seed is Anybody up there yeah, for grabs? I'm
1: looking at the NFL playoff picture. They're right now number ten, and with a win, put them six and seven.
0: And and they beat the Chargers. Who's...
1: and Chargers win. Yeah. Uh, or lose because the Chargers play the Dolphins and the yeah, Patriots that's... play the Cardinals. But you never know
0: with the Patriots.
1: mm
0: mm-hmm. um, Yeah, we're we're getting a little off topic. We're talking about the yeah. playoffs again. But um, you got any more takeaways?
1: Um. And then my other takeaway was I think the Dolphins just fall off. I think they have – they had this amazing run at the beginning, but they're just not the same team they are. And I don't think that they end up making the
0: playoffs. Yeah, just kind of talking about them. I mean, we'll get more into these teams and contenders and pretenders, so I'll just leave it for that. Um, Got any more takeaways? That's it. All right. Um, we're going to be hopping in here to the contenders and pretenders segment of the show. And as we're kind of switching over to that, I just want to remind you guys to check out Patreon, Anchor, Spotify, all that stuff with all of our uh, all of our podcasts. Uh, no matter how many people it is, we're going to start getting it back. Uh, it should most of them should be getting posted Wednesday nights, hopefully, is the goal. Mm mm-hmm. uh, because they're gonna be we're recording it right now at Wednesdays at four. That's our set time. So it should be if not it should, if not Wednesday night, it should be Thursday before the game starts. So just want to get into that, get that information out to you guys. Yep. Um hopping into contenders here. Uh, I'll start here with the AFC. And I mean what we just said, obviously it's Bills, Chiefs, and Bengals. I mean, that's they really don't see any that's the hierarchy of the AFC right now. And I mean I, I literally don't think I could put another team in that category right now. I don't see another team. I yeah, I can't see another team even competing with those with those teams as no. They'll, out of those three, one of them is gonna win the AFC championship. I yeah. don't care who it is. It's one of the three. Like you have
1: other teams that have decent quarterbacks. Like mm-hmm. you've got the Titans with Derrick Henry. You've got the Chargers, Justin Herbert, you've got Dolphins, yeah. Tua, but None of them are as whole of a team as Bengals, Bills, Chiefs. Like yep. that is the pace of not only the AFC, but I think the league really
0: as a whole. hmm Um and then we'll stay on the AFC side and mm-hmm. then for pretenders, who do you have? I I think there's some pretty obvious ones here. Pretenders,
1: I have the Ravens and the Titans.
0: Yep, that's exactly what I have. And then I kind of put in quotation marks, I put um, Chargers just because, I mean, they're at the bottom of the playoffs anyway. Like, I mean, it's not really they're going to make a run, but injury-prone and Herbert can only do, so much, to only do so much. And, I mean, Herbert's not really living up to some of the expectations this year, so it's kind of hard. And then, like we said with the Dolphins, I mean, I think the 49ers' defense showed you, like, what you need to do. Make get, Tua,
1: pressure on Tua. Get,
0: get pressure on Tua and make him make mistakes. And I think that one Tyree kill touchdown, that long one was just both the 49ers' safeties were just lost. Yeah, <laughs> And they yeah, were kind of just standing there. So, um, yeah, I mean,
1: yeah. I, that's, I don't think the Raven, like you said earlier, I don't think the Ravens end up winning
0: the AFC North. I think Honestly, probably... the way with, with Tyler Huntley going, I mean Tyler Huntley, with Lamar going down and being out one to three weeks, And, I mean, no disrespect for Tyler Huntley. Like, I mean, he's a good backup quarterback, don't get me wrong. I mean, with their schedule, with the Steelers, Browns. With um, Steelers
1: coming into their own. Like, the Steelers are not the terrible
0: bottom
1: feeder team they were at the beginning of the season.
0: Like, Steelers, Browns, Falcons, Steelers, Bengals. And, I mean... Browns, yes, obviously, the Deshaun Watson struggles last week. That was going to happen. I mean—
1: He hasn't played a game in 450
0: days. Yeah, I mean, that was going to happen. And I'm he kind of he kind of started to settle back in in the second half. They started to trust the running game, play action stuff more. I mean, it's going to happen. Like, I'm not trying to sound like a Deshaun Watson lover or a Browns lover. I'm just saying, they're going to— We do not—this show
1: does not endorse Deshaun Watson. Yeah.
0: We do not endorse Deshaun Watson. I'm saying he's a good football player, nothing else. I think we can all agree he's a good football player. That's all I'm saying. Um, once they kind of settle back in, I think they'll be a team. They'll definitely be a team next year. I this year yeah, five and seven. Totally. I mean, it might be kind of call getting it close, but you know, um, yeah, I yeah, I just I just don't I think see the Ravens
1: anything. go one and two. If Lamar's out three weeks, they go one and two.
0: Yeah, I think Cedars give them a run for their money. Falcon, I think all three teams the next three weeks give them a run for their money. I mean, they're not all—not all of them are best record-wise, but they're all like. I honestly, I would say, out of the three teams, I would say the Falcons are the easiest.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and that's not—I mean, not even a, a super easy game by any means.
0: Um, and then jumping over to the NFC, um contenders just say if you agree with me i got the nfc east powerhouses the eagles and the cowboys up at the top and then i have the uh san francisco san francisco 49ers um brock Purdy surprised me i mean he, they're on the they're on the bubble i put them as kind of a star they're yeah because um, bucks no no not getting out um and I just think... Fox, if they're in any other conference, they don't make the playoffs. <sighs> and I just think with the 49ers, I mean, even with Jimmy G out, you you give that Brock Purdy, you have McCaffrey. It's why you got him. You got those weapons. You trust those weapons more than you trust the quarterback. Yeah. And you give, like they did in the second half against the Dolphins, feed McCaffrey. The dude got had over 80 yards of rushing in the second half alone. So, I mean, feed that dude. Do I the
1: think they could win a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy? No.
0: No, I think they could. Or I think they, they could make the a... NFC Championship
1: with yeah. Brock Purdy? Probably.
0: Yeah. Um. I mean, with the recent reports coming out about Jimmy G, who he could possibly have not, he didn't break his foot. So, if rehab goes well, he could return that uh, divisional round conference championship week. So, I mean, that's high hopes, but
1: I feel like that's almost, you're creating more of an issue because then you have a guy who hasn't played in eight weeks coming back. Yeah. This is the guy that's been playing consistently in the Mm -hmm. systems. Even if he comes back, you're almost better off just riding with Purdy unless he's just doing absolutely god-awful in the game. So, Yeah. yeah, I definitely, I would say the Eagles, Cowboys, 49ers, are really, kind of my contenders on the NFC side. Um, and then I think the at least in the playoff picture, the Vikings and Bucks are the biggest pretenders.
0: I put the Seahawks in that list, too. the Seahawks,
1: yeah. Um, the Giants, I think the Giants are just outperforming expectations. Like, I don't think anybody.
0: No, honestly, I, I would put what them what in that same. I was thinking that they would be this good this year. Well, I I would put them in the same boat. Cause I mean, if we, our defense was fully healthy, the way our defense is playing, not even fully healthy. In the way the NFC is this year, they should make the playoffs. I mean,
1: like I, I sent you a video and I don't know if you got a chance to watch it this morning, but, uh,
0: but yeah, the giants was, could upset the Eagles.
1: Yeah. What they needed to do. And I don't think it's unheard of, honestly, like, if you get pressure on Jalen Hurts. He really has not seen a team get a lot of pressure. And that's like the Giants do. That's what the Giants are built for is stopping
0: the run and getting pressure on it. So that's I mean, cause just listen out the D line. Kayvon Thibodeau, Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, Jahad Ward, and then Aziz O coming back, our sack leader from last year. I mean it showed Taylor Heineke looked like crap. I mean He had a good – that last drive was good. I'll give it to him. But, I mean, literally all the Giants need to do to win games is for Daniel Jones to do enough, is to do the bare –
1: I think he's been doing – like, even in some of the games they've lost, he performed probably better than I would have expected him to. I mean, you're looking at stat lines where he's 22 of 28 for 200 and something and a touchdown or two. Like. As long as he's not fumbling it, which he really hasn't, I mean, knock on wood this year, has really brought down the Boy Well, he did it
0: on the first drive of the game against the Commanders.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, before that, when was his last fumble? Like, last uh, would have been, well, this is his third fumble of this game. Yeah. So, you've definitely seen a major improvement there. Um, and so, that's why I kind of think the Giants necessarily weren't I don't think anybody even in the Giants building would have expected them to be competing this year. I think it was, oh, we just got a new GM, a new coach. Like it's gonna take a little time to kind of rebuild the culture, rebuild the organization here, and then they've just come out and
0: won games. So I don't, I don't want to. Jesus say- Christ, or- Jim Shane, I don't give a flying crap about Odell's knee. Go sign the man. Yeah, I mean... Anybody's better than our wide receivers right now. Go sign him. Sign him to a two-year contract. Get him for next year. I don't care. Yeah. Go get him. I've
1: seen some of the rumors. And that... I guess why the Cowboys are... Why
0: why that whole thing fell apart with the Giants was because of Dave Gettleman. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would have hated the guy. He wants to play in New York. He wants to be around that culture, be back with Saquon... Be back with Sterling Shepard. Be back with all those guys. I think bringing Odell in, bringing that kind of spark to the team, like Mm -hmm. another Saquon, another Sterling Shepard, like those high energy, tempo guys, like that'll that'll just bring even more. Another Kayvon Thibodeau, who's high energy. I mean, that'll just bring more to the team. Like it's sometimes you gotta say we. It's not like we don't have the money. We have over $90 million in cap space this offseason. And
1: I think of the three that he's looking at, the Giants are the only one that doesn't... Like, they're not signing him for this year, necessarily.
0: Yeah, they're signing him for multi.
1: The Bills or Cowboys, they're going after him because they're aiming for a Super Bowl this year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, that is the sole reason that the Bills or the Cowboys are looking at him. And I think the Giants are the only ones who could give him... The flexibility to be like hey you're not able to play this year oh well sign recover we'll do we'll a three-year deal or a two-year deal we'll give you a shot next year to prove yourself and then we'll go from there
0: i mean because i was reading especially with saquon uh since this is his contract here he's going to be a free agent and um a very possible thing is they could tag him you know and kind of work through contract next year but uh a thought was because i mean i don't think the giants should not pay him like mccaffrey money like 16 million i wouldn't do that i could see i think a good contract for him would be like three or four years like 12 million 12 and a half million like that's that's a that's a derrick henry contract that's like that's a contract where let's say he does perform boom you got him for those four years you got him in his prime that's great and if he doesn't perform then it's it's still in the money where i mean don't get me wrong the 49ers just because they had a ton of cap like they were able to do it but like it still gives you the type it still gives you the process of oh he's not performing let's get him out let's get him for some capital So, i mean if they if they didn't want to keep him around they would have traded him before the deadline no matter what their record was cuz you would have got you would have been able to get a second round pick somewhere in there for him They want to keep them around. So, um, sorry, we got a little on the giants there. So, um, we're going to be moving into, uh, our hot seat for our coaches. Um, favorite time of year, honestly, the coaching carousel. I love just talking about it. It's really fun. So, um, we're going to be, uh, talking about that. Uh, just real quick. Also want to say doing a little, our own version of ads in the middle of the episode. Um, uh, just while we talked about Twitch streaming, we're going to get into that. Um, check us out, search up all sports focus on Twitch. Um, Either it's going to be Madden or college uh, – not college football. That game's not coming out for another two freaking years. But um, NHL, Call of Duty, anything like that. So uh, just check us out on that. Um, swinging in here to uh, Coach Hot Seats, um, I think obviously in the AFC, I put an obvious one and circled it 100 times, Nathaniel Hackett. Um, yeah. He is st- – they hired him for one reason and one reason only – as an Aaron uh, Rogers trade piece to say, Aaron, come here. We just hired your offensive coordinator and it did not work. He has been probably one of the worst, if not the worst coach in the NFL. So, yeah, um, I don't think there's even, I don't even think there's reason to, to talk about that. Um, and then I put Brandon Staley down. I mean, he's a great coach. He's dealt, so. he's dealt, he's dealt with some injuries, stuff like that. But I mean, even still with injuries, it's still a talented team. Can't make the playoffs with them, especially with the rumors of Sean Payton really liking the Chargers situation. If I'm the Chargers, and I mean it's hard, it's going to be hard to get Sean Payton to say yes, I'm going to come coach for you if you fire Brandon Staley. But I mean, if you take that shot and are like, we're going to fire him, like, what do you think? And he's like, probably. I would take that shot a hundred times, a hundred times, whatever. And then I put in parentheses. Um, sorry, I'll let you do the NFC. I'll just take the AFC here. Um i put in parentheses i put lovey smith i mean dude got thrown into a bad situation in yeah Houston. i mean i, I
1: just know that said that the problem is if you fire another coach after only one year then you really hurt yourself with anybody wanting to come coach because then it just becomes you have to have instant success and so like, that's why I think they may stick with him for a little bit. Um, and maybe they look at more of the GM side, um, like, versus uh, versus going – like, firing the head coach.
0: Yeah, it's a very good look at it. I mean, I don't think – I think you have to find the culture that's going to fit Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, whoever you're gonna take with that number one pick. So, um, move on to the NFC year. I'll let you take it away.
1: Uh, the biggest one that I have is the is Cliff Kingsbury in Arizona.
0: Yep, that one's obvious. Uh,
1: I think he is 100% like very much on on hot seat, and it's tough because there's some others that I would have said, oh like Ron Rivera in Washington, or um, I guess he's kind of the biggest one that I think of, like Ron Rivera in Washington would be like, oh, he might be on the hot seat, but then they've started winning. Yeah. So it's like, okay, never mind then.
0: Um, I honestly I, – if you remember one of our old podcasts last year, I said uh, one of the takeaways that Dennis Allen should get another chance at head coaching. He got it with the Saints, and I have not been – happy overwhelmed with him and since there was literally no other options i put him down um yeah
1: so. I could definitely i could
0: see that but um, i don't think i'll move away from him after one year um
1: i think you'd have to have a really strong like the really only way i could see it is if Tom payton said oh i want to come back yeah that. otherwise i think they rolled him i think sean mcveigh the rumor mill starts heating up again about him leaving and going to broadcasting.
0: Just- There's no way with that dude's competitiveness he leaves on this season. Absolutely no way. Yeah. And even all those, I think, I swear I saw an interview where he, like, kind of laughed at those rumors. I mean, a dude like that who's been coaching since he basically got out of high school. He's not going to get out of coaching that early.
1: Walk away.
0: Yeah. Um, the
1: one other one that I was gonna say originally, and we kind of talked about it earlier, is the Raiders, because a report came out saying that the Raiders are so cash strapped that they wouldn't have the money to be able to pay McDaniels like walk like firing clause and a new coach. Mm-hmm. But like we talked about earlier, I don't think they go away from him now. Like I no, I, think I don't. Kind of bogus because the way they've had
0: success, they've won four straight, three straight. Uh,
1: yeah, I think three straight. So they've had success. So I, I don't think that the report is any sort of like indication that they're gonna go away from him now. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, you might have said that when they were over your own four or whatever, but I don't see it now.
0: Yep, I agree. Um, last one was the Panthers. I mean, I don't think they bring Steve Wilkes back, but whoever they decide to go with there.
1: Yeah. Um, and, I mean, it'll be interesting, speaking of interim coaches, what the Colts end up doing. Yep.
0: Because Frank Reich will get a job somewhere.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Either head coaching, coordinator, anything, because that dude is – he was just unlucky in Indianapolis. Had about every possible quarterback ever, from Jacoby Brissett to Wentz to Phillip Rivers to Matt Ryan. So, yeah. Not much um, there. I
1: don't really even know what to like predict will happen with Jeff Saturday and the Colts. I mean They if, won't
0: bring him back. They won't.
1: Like I think it was definitely more of a, a fire motivation type stunt. Yeah. But I definitely think it opens the door to him mm-hmm. moving into the NFL coaching ranks probably as a a high assistant or something somewhere.
0: Mm-hmm. His time management has been really bad, so...
1: But, I mean, that's kind of to be expected for somebody who has never never coached in the NFL. Like, mm-hmm. time management skills for a high school football team is going to be a lot different than the high-stakes NFL games. And Yeah, yeah, I agree. He was a center and when he played, so it wasn't like... And he was playing with Peyton Manning and Aaron Rodgers, so... It's not really like as the center, you're thinking about time management stuff. And I put that more on his assistance that if you know the head coach is not overly well versed in time management stuff, your OC should be on there. Hey, we should be thinking about a timeout here. Here's what I'm yeah. thinking of doing.
0: Frankly, I think they'll go with a younger coordinator guy. Um give him a chance, give a if I were them, I would give like a younger coach a chance. I mean, why not? You're at a point where hopefully you bring in a young quarterback. I mean, obviously I speaking as a Kentucky fan, I would that would be a perfect situation for Will Levis. I mean Yeah. Slide in there, a new coach, whatever. So um Yeah, other breaking news, um Deion Sanders getting hired as the Colorado head coach. Um
1: and basically walking into the meeting and saying, All of you suck ass, get out of here.
0: No, he didn't, dude. I watched the full interview, and um, he said that like he's they're gonna have to compete. So if you don't want to compete, you need to get out. So
1: I just had a problem within the in in his introduction interview when he said, "My son's here. Here's your quarterback."
0: I'm they were one and eleven. I don't whoever I don't, but like, whoever do the hell played kind quarterback
1: sends to the team when like why would anybody else even want to compete for that position if you know that the coach's son is... His
0: son's legit though. He's legit. But if
1: he was really legit, he would have been a higher rated recruit than he was. He's only like a three-star recruit.
0: Yeah, I mean... And he's playing. The way they've already talked, they've already got over 200 transfers and recruits reaching out to him. They're going to be legit. And then I also saw the most reason why I said it is Mike Zimmer is rumored to be becoming the defensive coordinator at Colorado. They're in talks of a contract to the old Vikings head coach. So should be interesting.
1: i be curious to see how he manages talent because I think it's one thing to have a bunch of really talented guys on your team when you're playing the HBCUs and when you're playing in like the small scale football where nobody else has a Travis Hunter who's a top 10 recruit like who could have gone to any major school and chose to go to Jackson State. But now you're getting into, what are they, the Pac-12? Yeah, Pac-12. Are they really going to be, is Deion Sanders at the coaching level to compete with the Oregon's and the USC's and the the UCLA's? Um, Is he there or is he just good at managing talent when he's his roster is three times as talented as anybody they're playing.
0: Yep. That should be interesting. So, um, yeah, I think that's gonna be it for today's podcast. Just want to get a quick one in for you guys. Um, hopefully, you guys, give this a, a listen at some point before the this weekend's game. So, uh, want to thank you guys for listening, and as always, check out Patreon, Spotify, Anchor, all that good stuff, and um, mm-hmm. check out our Instagram for any uh, notices, anything like that. So, thanks to you guys for listening, and we'll catch you guys in the next one.
1: Catch you later.